0: Why are eyes the most expensive organ? Let's talk about it right after the intro. So the dilemma is this, how are artists and creators like us, who are never taught the complexities and insider knowledge of the entertainment and arts distribution business, who take all the risks while the middlemen reap the lion's share of rewards, how do we take control of our artistic destiny, grow an audience of raving, die-hard fans, and manifest financial freedom for ourselves and our families, and yet still have time and energy to consistently release culturally meaningful creations? That is the quandary, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Jason Brenizer, and welcome to Your Phenomenal Future. Hey there, everybody. Jason Brenizer from PFP, Phenomenal Future Podcast. Really happy to have you here. I am, uh, as usual, driving in my car, so sorry for the extra noise if there is uh, an annoying hum in the background or a little bit of extra wind. That is just what we do. I'm trying to maximize the use of my time, and uh, I'm not really a fan of driving, but that's not what we're talking about today. No, we're talking about, of all of the organs in our wonderful body, why are eyes the most expensive? And uh, it has to do with attention. Where do we put our attention? There are so many things that, that uh, distract us in a given day or that can take our attention and be amazing, right? Um, you know, uh, I remember when I was a little kid and the first time I was able to see with, uh, with the naked eye, Um, God, was it the space shuttle or was it the International Space Station? I'm trying to remember, but um, I remember it was space and I remember it was a thing that we had put up there. Uh, And that was not just about that day. It It was about awe. It was about the future. It was about what we are potentially capable of. There was so much wrapped up into that one moment for me. And it was my eyes that that sticks with. You know, it is our number one sense, I believe, for most of us anyway. And uh, except for those of you who have synesthesia, maybe, um, or others with some deficiencies, I suppose. But anyway, (laughs) I'm talking about the masses. I'm talking about humans in general. And uh, where we put our attention is uh, typically where our eyes are at any given moment. So when we're not looking at somebody's face when they're talking to us versus looking at their face. That's a message that we're sending. Um, But for you, creators out there, musicians, artists, uh, graphic novelists, writers, screenwriters, movie makers, anybody who is putting some amazing content out in the world that requires you to explore the unexplored, to create something from nothing, um, your art obviously is valuable, it's the thing that is unique to you, but if nobody knows you exist, or very few people do, or you have no way to really get in front of the people reliably that do know you exist, um, that sadly, that, that art will not get the attention that it deserves, and there are plenty of people out there, there are 7.5 billion people on the planet as I record this lots and lots of potential people who could really enjoy what it is that you're creating, Um, how you're reflecting, uh, how you see the the world in its current state and how you view what's possible in the future for uh, our wonderful planet. You need to get that out there. But that means you need to get attention. And so a large part of your... I'll, you know, I can say the word job, but there are a lot of negative connotations for some people with that, with that designation, with that, with that word job, um, but your vocation, your career, the thing that you're choosing to do, there are aspects of what you do that may not be the most fun thing in the world, but are extremely important for us to still do, to be able to make the other fun stuff, um, have an impact, and we all want that, right? We want to have an impact. We want to make people think. We want make people uh, make people uh, feel joy. Uh, we want people to, I don't know, uh, know that someone understands them in a time of sorrow. Lots of things that we can do with our art. So I want to tell you a little bit of story here. Just tiny, tiny little bit. Give you a, Give you something to compare yourself against. So there was this little company who who was making these tiny posts uh, they had made a piece of software out there for phones, for smartphones to for people to put up pictures and post little bits of information with it um, you could write something I guess long but it really wasn't built for that it was built to consume small little tidbits of um, what you were up to in a given day and they eventually added tiny slices of video 15 seconds maybe now it's up to a minute uh, and then people could make comments and there were tags and there were a way you could directly send messages to people, other users and followers and people out there on the system. And uh, you could probably guess what I'm talking about, right? Images and text. And uh, well, yeah, I'm, t- I'm talking about Instagram. Now, you remember back in the day, Instagram was started by two, three people. I think that's as large as the company got before, Facebook decided that, well, rather than make that software themselves, they just go and buy this company for a billion dollars, a billion dollars. Three guys owned the entire company. I don't know, maybe they had some angel investors, but a billion dollars, right? I mean, insane. What? Couldn't Facebook have just gone and made the copy of that software themselves for cheaper? Yes, the answer to that is yes. They had such a huge development team at the time that they could probably get it done in six months. But they weren't buying the software, they weren't buying the technology. Yeah, it was, it was new, it was, it was the next big thing. It was, well, what does that mean, next big thing? That means there were millions and millions of people who signed up and were using it every day. That brings us back to attention, right? Instagram was valued at a billion dollars, not because of the thing that they created that was unique, but because of the number of people that used it, knew about it, shared it, and were growing it. It was the audience that was worth that billion dollars and also the growth trajectory of that audience. The fact that you could see month after month after month the growth that was happening. See, the billion dollars was valued, they were valuing it at that, that amount, Facebook, because of where it was going to go in a very short order. Right? They were buying a future value as much as they were buying the current value. So not only is it the total number of eyeballs that were looking at this on a daily basis and that had created accounts um obviously, those accounts are important because then you can get ads in front of those people and you can you know as Facebook does strip data and you know do amazing or awful things depending on what your uh, viewpoint is but they they were buying they were buying a uh, a raving fan base they were buying people who were absolutely loving this product. So I want you to think of that for your art. you see the value in what you create is how many people you can reach reliably. Okay, so Instagram could send out an email to everybody who signed up to tell them something, anything. Didn't really matter, right? They could also push you know, Instagram messages to them or put ads in front of them and all of that. Yes, that's true. But they weren't always looking at Instagram. But they had a reliable means through email to be able to interact with these people. Um, or share that information with other companies. There are a lot of things that those companies can look up through our email addresses. Why? Because we use the same damn email address most of the time when we sign up for a new account anywhere, and all of these things are tied together in the background. So they can learn a lot about us, and that is also valuable. So you, as an artist, maybe you don't want to strip that data away from them when you get people to actually sign up to your newsletter um, or, you know, maybe you have a YouTube channel and you're pushing out content. Well, some people have subscribed to you on YouTube, but you don't really control what they see, right? If, if YouTube wants to put an ad in front of them, it's their choice what ad they get to, they get to push rather than the you. Um, but with email, you have the ability to give exactly what it is that you want to give. Now, it's not a perfect... Uh, You know, there are possibly a million emails that are streaming out there at any given second on on all these accounts. Well, I'm sure it's even more than that. So we're going to miss some of them. That means you just need to send more and more out. I'll talk about this on another podcast in more detail, but um, it's very, very important for you to be like Instagram and focus on growing your audience because that is what's valuable. Those are the people that will will buy the amazing thing that you have to put out there or at least shout from the rooftops and tell all their friends that it exists and help you grow that audience uh, even more. So for those amazing raving fans, you could give away some of your art and again, they would feel like the relationship is wonderfully reciprocal and they would be inclined to, again, share it that information with other people who might be able to go out there and buy it. I'm talking about albums. I'm talking about individual songs. But I'm talking about all kinds of things. You could be making digital art. And uh, as I'm going to be covering in future podcasts here, kind of laying the groundwork first for you to understand um, digital marketing in general and this idea of audience building and brand building. But we have an end goal in mind. And there is a new thing out there, a new technology for us to leverage to use that totally is gonna change the game here for everybody. That's Web 3.0, blockchain, NFTs, that's non-fungible tokens, and smart contracts. Those are going to give you, the artist, the opportunity to not only grow an audience, but be able to interact with them directly without having to go through a middleman. Uh, This is gonna be such a game changer. We are working on projects in the background to show just how possible this is. First, we're going to be doing it with a a gamified art NFT series. And uh, we will also be doing this for some luxury brands. Um, This is through another company that uh, I'm involved with that we will talk about again in a later podcast. So all of that is to tell you, be like Instagram. You need to grow your audience. You need to get those eyeballs. They are the most valuable organ in the human body. If you don't have eyeballs, you've got nothing. All right, till next time, thanks for listening. Adios from Texas. You are a phenom. A phenom artist, creator, maker, musician, painter, sculptor, writer, storyteller. But most of all, you are a phenomenal human being because I know you conquer fear. You defy age and bridge divides. You connect hearts and bring joy. You grow with purpose to heal your community and you embrace who all of us are becoming. Please subscribe to this podcast or channel to accelerate your success. And please share this episode with three friends who you know deserve a phenomenal future just like you.